Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you. Um, this is a Wednesday evening. We're we're glad to gather um, to have a study. We're going to be... We got a great study, as always. We're, yeah. we're studying God's Word. How could, how could it not be great? It can't great, be bad. Right? Um, just wanted to mention real quick, um, the, the if you were trying to listen to our podcast on iTunes, on your phone, on your Apple phone... For some reason, there was a glitch or something in the system. It wasn't our fault. <laughs> um, I had to send in an inquiry. There was something holding it up, and it wouldn't load on your Apple iPhone until yesterday. And once I sent in to their tech department the question of, hey, how come this isn't working on our phones? It magically started working. <laughs> and they never <laughs> sent an email back. So I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the fact that I said it's working on Spotify, Google, Amazon, and Facebook. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, they, we got to get it working. Oh, great. We got to get this working. <laughs> Anyways, boy, technology sometimes can be such a pain. And um, there's a lot that goes into, um, you know, managing a podcast and, like, keeping everything straight and making sure it's hosted right. And ver- usually there's not a whole lot to it once you get it set up. But when there's a problem, boy. <laughs> yeah. You just want to almost wave the white flag and be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And I think you have too, David. No, because I just let you deal with it. <laughs> well, even just even just having this study, you know, um, we learn a lot and we enjoy it. And That's we'll, true. We hope you guys enjoy it too. And uh, uh, we're just going to jump right in and, and uh, start studying from God's Word. Um, David's lesson on Sunday was titled, Is Any Church Okay? So that's kind of going to be the basis of our study, and it's a question that a lot of us have, you know. It comes up all the time. And so we're going to look and see what God's Word has to say about it, as we always do. Um, we we base everything we talk about off of God's Word, and that's that's so we're, we're trying to do our best to take it right from the Bible. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, you know, when you study with people... I always take into Ephesians 4, 5, one Lord, mm. one faith, one baptism. Mm. One faith, you know, and the hardest thing for people is to get from a church to the church. Mm-hmm. Or is there a difference? You know, that's, that's the kind of the approach I took Sunday. But then when you look at Matthew 16, 16 through 18, here Christ is talking to uh, Simon Barjona, or Peter, also known as Peter, the the apostle. But here, Christ is asking his his disciples, "Who do you say that I am?" And then, so starting in verse sixteen of Matthew sixteen, it says, "Simon Peter answered and said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say that you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So a couple things to notice. Christ is saying upon that confession that, as Peter said, you are the Son of the living God. Mm-hmm. Upon that confession... 
he will build his church. Mm. But notice how Christ says it. He says, I will build my church, singular. Mm. Not plural, like I will build my churches, mm. but rather I will build my church. So there's there's the notion right there that there's only one church. Mm. You know, there, there's not multiple churches. Well, and, and you know, this, this, this verse kind of gets, you know, misunderstood very easily because a lot of people think that he's actually talking about a building, okay, right here, and that this was the rock, this was the cornerstone, you know, and the church is sitting in Rome somewhere or, right. or Jerusalem or wherever, wherever they were at this point. And that's not the case. It's a, it's a metaphor. It's a symbol. And when you actually look up the definition of church, correct me if I'm wrong, it's an assembly of people. It's not a building. It's a group. It's a gathering. Yeah. You know. Turn over to uh, John 4. So you mentioned, you know, Jerusalem. But John chapter 4, as Christ is talking to the Samaritan woman, uh, let me try to find it here. Yeah, I think, you know, and that's 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 a misconception I think that a lot of people have and and we we tend to do it too. We're going to the church building. Well, it's not the building's not the church. It's the people in it, you know. That's I'm, right. Go ahead, you got it. Did no, you find it? Uh, not yet, but no, you're you're right. Well, do you remember when we were kids? I'm just going to talk till yeah. you find it. Okay, you keep looking. But I found I, it by the way. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, I remember when we were kids, they, you'd hold up your hands and be like, here's the here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors to see all the people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, I, I just remember Playing that. with your fingers. And you play with your fingers and you can see your fingers. Those of you that maybe did that in in Sunday school, it was the people that made up the church. It wasn't the church or the steeple. Yeah. The building. We could have church anywhere. Okay. That's right. It's the group, the assembly of the people together, of the members of that congregation. That's the church. Go That's ahead. Right. You found what you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, so John 4 in, 20, in verse 21 says, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you don't know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So there he's talking about this. It's not a place. Yeah. His church is a people, not a, not a place. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't have to go to a certain place to worship Him. You know, that, that was the Old Covenant. Mm -hmm. They had to go to Jerusalem, mm -hmm. you know. They had to travel three times a year. Yeah. No matter where you lived, you had to travel three times a year to Jerusalem to worship Him because mm -hmm. you had to worship Him at the temple, mm -hmm. you know, at the, at the main temple. And mm -hmm. so we don't—the building is just a building. Sure. There's nothing special about it. Well, I know lots of congregations that, that meet, they rent— uh, like a, a spot out in a, a strip mall or, you know, a place like that, or they'll rent um, uh, motel um, meeting rooms, you know, every Sunday. Yeah. And and things like that. It Or, 
um, sometimes they'll have it in somebody's home, you know, um, and and so, you know, there's no example of like how you know the what kind of building you can have it in. Okay, yeah, it's just the gathering of the people. That's right. And Colossians one eighteen and okay, as it's describing the church, he says, and he being Christ is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So again, the church is in reference to his body. Yeah. A people, not a building, you yeah. know. How can he be the head of a church building? Mm-hmm. We don't have the face of Christ. Nobody knows what he looks like. Yeah. So we can't have his head, well, you know, on it? top of the building. I think the most famous image of him was created by Leonardo DiCaprio. That's an actor, isn't it? Vinci, Da Vinci, Da Vinci. Sorry, probably yeah. that is an actor. Yeah, that's what happens when I go off the top of my head. <laughs> Leonardo Da Vinci. Yeah, is what I meant to say. <laughs> and you could be right. I have no idea. I'm, but I'm not for certain, but I mean, we don't know what he looks like. We but, don't. But 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 um, men have given us a vision of what men think he looks like. Yeah, but we can also see how wrong they could be because the Pharisees thought of Christ as being. A king, you know, and being royalty when mm-hmm. he came down, and he wasn't. He mm-hmm. was a humbled man. Yeah. And so... And also coming from the area that he came from, out of Nazareth, mm-hmm. or wherever, he, he... We don't even know what color his skin was, or... That's right. You know, what his color of his hair would have been, you know, based off of his descendants, you know. Yeah. Jewish was not... Didn't look like what he's portrayed to today. Right. But, you know, if they look anything back then like they look now, anyone from Jerusalem, it's a darker skin. Sure. You know, and... But it doesn't but it, matter. It doesn't matter. You're no, right. it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I'm just bringing that up. Yeah. You know, and... <clears throat> Chad, you and I will both agree. I don't care what color he was. No, I don't either. He's still my savior. Yeah, I don't I care. Don't, I don't care. <laughs> that doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't. No, it's what he did and how he lived his life that That's matters. Right. And what he's done for us and for all of us. It doesn't matter what you are. Mm-hmm. It, it's for all of us. If we are willing to turn and serve him. Yeah, and I think we can get lost in arguments like this, you know, with... We really can. With the the rock and, oh, the rock is right here. This is it. You know, it's like it was, it was a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It was a symbol it of was that great the foundation confession. of the church. That's right. Of this thing that you can't touch. Yeah. Well, and and that that confession that Jesus Christ is Lord, that is the the great confession that that in which we confess and we are you know following the plan of salvation, confession is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Confessing that now he is Lord because what what happened was they used to serve the law of Moses. Now we serve Christ, you know. So that's the the big transition, and that's why it the confession is so important. Mm-hmm. It's going from, you know, the law of Moses, the law of the covenant, to now the law of Christ. I love how you pointed out that it's not plural, you know. Yeah. So you might ask the question, what happened? What happened today? How come there's so many? Well, <laughs> they go off script, and and that's actually... That's kind of where where we go in this lesson. That's why I ask it. I, I, oh, you're so good. 
Yeah. You're so smart. Um, well, it's it's true. Like, this is a big question for a lot of people. Like, right. I started. I mean, it's like, how, if, if you're if you're all of a sudden, maybe something happens in your life and you're like, okay, I got to find religion. You know, you hear people say that. Mm-hmm. How do you decide? You go to the, used to, we used to go to the yellow book yellow pages now we just look go to google and be like churches in blackfoot boy you're gonna even just in their small town here mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of options yeah so how do you decide how, right. how do you choose that's a real problem that is a real problem and then to ask the question can you just you know any mini miny mo anyone you want yeah you know do church hopping you yeah. know kind of thing like how drunkards go bar hopping yeah can you go church hopping and think that's okay no you know, and and so that that's, and that's really what we're, what we're getting we're, into. We're trying to show you what it, the Bible says about it. That's right. So Christ's church—that's what we're trying to find. The one How do we identify about. Christ's church? And if you, Chad, have not silenced your cell phone, like I did not. Yep, done. Now's Got a it. good time to do that. <laughs> let I, me let me silence my cell phone before I forget. Thanks for the reminder. Everyone should already know where I'm at, <laughs> but you know they don't. <laughs> so. So how do we identify Christ Church? How do we know? Yeah, that's the question. That's what we're getting at. Here. That's right. I, I know that, like for me, and we're gonna get there. You know, I always told people when I was younger, um, I am a member of the church in Acts chapter two. That's right. That's what I tell people. Yeah. And they just look at you like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, but that's that's where we're going with this. That's what right. does the Bible say? What his church is. That's right. So Christ's church, how it is established, Christ's church does not add to or take away from the scripture. You know, as we see in Deuteronomy 4.2, there it says, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Galatians 3.15 also, Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. So no one is to add to or take away from it. Revelation twenty two eighteen and 19 says the same thing. If anyone adds to these words, I will add to him the plagues that are written to this book. If anyone takes away from this book, I will take away his name from the book of life. And so we do not add to and take or, <laughs> not and, or take away from. So, for example, Christ said in Matthew 5, 28, But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So he's saying if you lust after a woman, the act itself has nothing to do with it. If you lust for her in your heart, mm-hmm. you've already committed adultery yeah. in your heart. Well, let's say, Chad, that this congregation has just a bunch of men and we don't want to show any self-control. So we're going to ignore Matthew 5.28. Yeah, we you have, can't do that. We have literally just taken away mm-hmm. from the Word of God. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. So if we do that, we are no longer the church that Christ established. Yeah. That is Christ's church. We have no right to take away from it or add to it. Mm-hmm. You know, also in Ephesians 5.19, here's one that, that might um, raise some tail feathers on people. Yeah. It says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yeah. So, there's two things in here. Speaking and singing are talked about. 
Yeah. How do you speak? Do you speak with your mouth or speak with an instrument? With your mouth. How do you sing? Do you sing with your mouth or with an instrument? Yeah, with your mouth. Okay, mm-hmm. so both of these have to do with our, our vocals. Yeah. Our, our mouths, okay? Mm-hmm. We cannot add to that. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in the New Testament do we have permission to use instruments. Mm-hmm. So we stick to just singing and speaking spiritual songs. Yeah. But also in there, it says uh, spiritual songs. So we can't be just singing ACDC up there, you know, or sure. Garth Brooks, or, yeah. you know, pick your guy. <laughs> Friends you know. in low places. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We, well, we can't do that. You know, and I got a comment on that, too, because yes. I, I think you, we're not trying to pick on anyone, okay? But here's Absolutely the thing. not. Here's the thing. I, I had a gal call and then want to invite us to some concerts, Christian concerts, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I just brought her up. I gave her this verse, you know? I was like, you know, we don't believe in um, adding to what we were commanded to do in the New Testament as far as um, worshiping in song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's singing, not playing. And I just, and, you know, uh, I don't think she knew how to answer back to that. It, right. it, it was never a question in her mind that what they were doing might not be right. Yeah. Because it's something that they've always done. Okay. That's right. Especially in this generation, the music, uh, Christian music uh, instruments in their worship has only, you can only go back maybe what, 30, 40 years? I think probably about 100, maybe. Maybe. But, well, that started with the piano. But That's like, right. I'm like talking an like rock band. Oh. You know, guitars. Maybe and even less time than, well, maybe. Maybe, maybe 30 early, or 40 years. Yeah. Maybe in the 90s. And and the thing is, here, here's here's what I would um, um, tell everyone who's listening. Maybe you don't agree with us. Hear what we're saying. If you go and you maybe you go to church all the time, go to church Sunday or whenever you go, and ask yourself: Is everything we're doing here scriptural in the Bible? Yeah, because we're taught to question what's That's going right. on, and if you can't find it in the Bible, why are you doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you have questions for us, email us. Absolutely. Yeah, email. I forgot to bring that up at the beginning. The email is in the description, um, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. You can send us a question. We'd love to, you know, uh, have a study with you. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, look at what you're doing. Nobody questions it. They just follow each other. Yeah. And no one goes, hey, is this... Do we have authority for this in our worship? Have we checked the the word of God? Yeah. You know, that is not a stupid question. No. <laughs> are, are we supposed to be doing this? You know? Yeah. But everyone just does it because that's what we've always done. Yeah. And this gal that called me and, and asked if we would come, I just told her, hey, the Bible doesn't say anything about instruments. I'll bet she had never even heard that that's argument. Right. Yeah. You know, they're just doing what they think they're supposed to be doing, but they've never double-checked it against God's Word. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. We're not trying to pick on anyone. No. We, we're not trying to throw anyone under the bus. It's just, does the Bible say you're supposed to do that? That's right. And because I, that's where we get our authority. That's right. And I'm actually really glad you brought that out, Chad, because you're exactly right. This We're has, not bashing on people. This has nothing to do with calling any any certain group out or anything. It has yeah. nothing to do with that. It's actually just 
trying to seek what what church Christ yeah, established. I would challenge you to go to your church, go and everything that you do in your worship, double check it, back it up to God's word. That's right. And if it's not, bring it up. Hey, why are we doing this? You yeah. Know? And guess what? Before long, if you follow God's word to a T, we could go clear across the world and worship with a group of Christians that are doing it exactly the same as us. Yeah. Why? Because we have the standard. It's almost like we're reading out of the same book. Yeah. Yeah. It, we got the blueprint. Funny and, that, right? And, and we're all following it. <laughs> you know? And and it's it hasn't changed in 2,000 years. That's right. And And so... That's all I'm saying. You know, just, I remember someone telling me as I grew up, you grew up in the church, I grew up in the church. And when we got to that age, um, I think it was my a cousin or somebody's like, do you, like, have you, have you double checked this for yourself? Like, do, do you just believe it because your parents told you? Yeah. Or do you believe it because you believe it? Like, have you backed this up? And I think everyone should do that. We have... Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we agree with everything we've been told by man. Yeah. And back it up with what God said. You know, and, and your son, um, he was baptized a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, shortly after he was baptized, he actually came to one of the men's meetings and he was, he said, uh, he turned to script. He was a little confused, but he brought it up. And, yeah. and essentially, he was doing exactly what you, you're saying here. Mm-hmm. But in that, he was also possibly saying that all of us mm-hmm. are wrong. Yeah, which is perfect. Which is great. And at and, times and, we might be. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I'm saying if if me and Chatter is wrong, please yeah. let us know because absolutely we don't care if we're wrong. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I am wrong, I want to know. Yeah. And and that is very. Uh, I'm being very honest about this. Absolutely. If I am wrong, I want to know. Yeah. And. And and we just are all trying to follow. If we all follow God's word with an open heart, mm-hmm. we're all going to be on the same page. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've talked to people that uh, you get on the marriage, divorce, remarriage issue, and they they were right on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they did exactly what God's word told you to do until one of their kids or somebody they knew had a... Um, issue with it, they changed their thinking on it because now it affected them personally. Yeah. That can't get in the way. It cannot get in the way. That's right. You have to, you, you know, a God, uh, what does it, the Bible say? Um, it, we're going to have to go against mothers and fathers and, right? Yeah, he who puts mother and father more than, loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Yeah, right. And that, I believe that's Matthew 13. I was going somewhere else. Okay. But other than <laughs> Well, you could go somewhere else. No, it's good. But I just think of that. Sometimes it's, you know, we're going to have those issues. That's right. Where we're going to have to tell someone, hey, according to the Bible, that's not right. Yeah. And that's how it should always be. Or maybe I'm misunderstanding the Bible, but here's what this says. And yeah. And you're not doing it. Yeah, so what's, exactly. You know, what's going on? and. And that's why it's so tough, I think, because we just don't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. But the thing is, we can't let that not, we can't let that not get us to heaven. That's right. Well, and, but we do know that the truth offends. There are people who don't want to change Mm -hmm. to fit the word. Yeah. Well, we're, we're speaking to the honest heart. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to, you know, our intent is not to just 
take a wild stab at, at some someone, you know. Mm-hmm. What we're asking you to do is go to the Bible and see if how you're serving God yeah. and how you're worshiping Him mm-hmm. is in accordance with His Word. Yeah. Is that the church that Christ established, mm-hmm. or did they add to it? Because yeah. if they added to it, then they're no longer doing it. It's no longer Christ's church. Yeah. It's someone else's church. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, I, I kind of maybe gone down a rabbit no, that's hole fine, here, but because you you made a point, um, and to that point, you know, you were talking about how there's some people who believe the truth, and then. Perhaps something like their yeah, their son or you know well, now it affects me personally. I've heard I had people tell me that yeah. I'm like, uh, that doesn't change God's word though. That's right. And <laughs> and Proverbs twenty three twenty three, one of my more favorite passages here. It says, "Buy the truth and do not sell it." Mm-hmm. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Buy the truth. Now, what he's illustrating here. If anyone comes to me, Chad, and asks for the Bible, the Word, or the truth, I got a spare Bible I can give you. Yeah. I got plenty at home. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem. You won't have to buy it. So what is he talking about here? He's talking about whatever Being it costs you. Whatever it costs you personally. If it costs you your family. If it costs you your job. You know. What verse was it? it? Proverbs twenty three twenty three. Okay. And then once you buy it, do not sell it. So that's the selling part is what you were illustrating, Chad, where they believe the truth. And then when it hit them personally and one of their family members violates the word of God, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they have to go back and restudy it. And then, oh, I relooked at it. And, and now my now my kids are fine or now my loved one <laughs> is fine. No, that's that's not true. You have just sold the truth. Yeah. You know, you have twisted it to fit your own demise yeah and and that's why when i say if we would all look at the god's word with an open mind and study it we're all gonna be on the same page that's right and we can see we can see what's going on here you know yeah and you know and then second peter three sixteen. we can go back back to uh second peter three fifteen and 16 says, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the Scripture." So that's that's what they're doing when they're selling the truth as well. You know, going back to Proverbs twenty three twenty three, bringing out, you know, putting both of these together. When they twist it, they have sold it. Mm-hmm. They have sold the truth because I've said this before. Context is key. Understanding what it says in the context. Mm-hmm. If you take it out of context, take one verse and take it out of context, you can come off believing almost anything you want. Mm-hmm. Like, really, almost anything you want. Well, the the devil used scripture. That's right. So Very good point. I like, I like in verse 17 here, too. He's saying, since you know this beforehand, beware. 
Yeah. You know, he's saying, beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. That's right. Very good. Beware. Like, yeah. we know this. You know that people are going to come at you with stuff. Beware. Yep. So. Yeah. And then, so, to get back to yeah. Christ's church, you know, that's what that's what happens when people add to or take away from. They're actually twisting it to to their own demise. And the scary thing is, is they're, they're able to lead so many away from the truth. Well, not just it. Like the, the example I'm giving. That's right. What happened to the children? Well, they just got basically okayed with what they're doing. Yeah. And they just continue to live in sin. Yeah. And, well, and this also goes back to, you know, what we were talking about a little bit earlier, Chad, where people, a lot of times they, they've gone to this church for their whole life. You know, they've always had instrumental music. They've never actually questioned it, you know, because they never thought to question it. Yeah. And so just question, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're saying, and I really appreciate how you said it, Chad, is go to church and and everything that you're doing, is it in accordance with the Word of God or did they add to or take away from? Mm -hmm. You know, don't just take the word of the one standing up there preaching. I, I had a family member upset. Because they, they, something was going on in their church, and they were upset because they couldn't be at the meeting because they were a woman. We should be represented there. You know, that was kind of the mm-hmm. what I just heard briefly of. And I'm thinking, you don't even know, like you haven't even, like that, yeah, we should be represented. You can say that. Um, but do you know what God's word says about leadership in the church? Yeah. The leadership, you know, elders, deacons, you know. So we say stuff. I think, you know, people, religious people say stuff. You know what would be a good idea? <laughs> you know? yeah. That's how it usually always starts. That's the thing, so. It's like, we should give ice cream out to everyone that comes on Sunday, you know. That'd be a great <laughs> yeah. idea. You we'll know? bring so many people in. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, that's a great idea, but what's. <laughs> Everything, every question we have, we can find in God's word. Yeah, on the how we're supposed to do. Well, and and that brings out, you know, are we to give physical food or spiritual food? Exactly. We need to give the spiritual food, you know. Well, yeah, and and it's so. I mean, it's easy for us to get frustrated about something, and then we're like, and and then of ours always. I'm an answer guy. Okay, at work, when problems happen, I have to give answers. Okay, right. I'm an answer guy. That's what I do is, okay, well, let's try this, you know. I, so I'm always given an answer. Um, and so whenever there's problems, there's always people going, well, we should do this. We should try this. We should try this. And yet we don't back it up sometimes with God's word on what, it, well, what does God say we're supposed to do in this situation? Yeah. You know. Everyone so wants to be the answer guy. Everyone starts, you know, I mean, I remember my folks talking about, the fact, uh, years ago, um, the big thing was to go buy a bus and go around the neighborhood and pick up kids and bring them to church. That's great. Mm-hmm. So there's went and bought a European bus that's a double stacker, you know, out <laughs> one up, one up the neighbors, you know. That's funny. Well, what is that's a great idea. You're getting kids to church, but um, are is the way you're doing it. Scriptural. Scriptural. No yeah. one ever thought of looking at that. And I'm not going to say, I don't want to get into that. I'm just saying, we always come up with these. So, 
this musical instruments thing. Yeah. I probably started the same way. You know what we should do? Oh, so and so over there, he's good on the guitar. You know? Yeah. And, oh, he's. We got a drummer. We got a whole band here at church. Let's. We could bring in so many more people if we just entertain them better. You know? Yeah. Well, what are people going to the church for? Are to they going to worship God or are they going to be entertained? Yeah. And so a lot of these things come up with, well, this would be a great idea. And no one ever thinks about checking God's authority on it. You know, what president wasn't that said it's not what you can do, or it's not what your country can do for Kennedy. you? Kennedy. Kennedy. Not, not what, your what country, you can do. Not what your country, country can, can do, do for, for you, but what you can do for your country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to look at that. The same way as it applies to the church. Mm-hmm. It's not what Christ can do for you. He's already done more than you deserve. Mm-hmm. What can you do for him? Yeah. What can you do for his church? What can you do as you come to service? Mm-hmm. You need to please him. Mm-hmm. You need to seek to please him, not looking for everyone else to, to please you. Yeah. You know, that's not how you find the church. Yeah. I remember overhearing a conversation at a restaurant and they were talking about, uh, going to church, they met up or something. And I overheard the gals say, well, why do you go there? Why do you go to that church? And her answer was, well, they got this really cool slide for the kids, you know, that comes out of the top of the sanctuary and slides around and goes all the way down <laughs> for the kids. And my kids just love it. And that was her reason why she goes to the church. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that's a terrible reason. Like, <laughs> what, you know... That should okay. That should not be the reason. Okay? Right. Or they have great coffee and donuts there at that church, you know. And you can just come <laughs> as you are, you know. Well, what are you going to church for? You or God? Yeah. You know what's yeah. the reason why you're going to church? Are you going to church to worship God, or are you just going for the social hour? Right. To or the feel good. Is it to please you or to please Him? And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. Okay. Yeah. Here. It's just... No, but these are very good questions that we should be asking ourselves. Absolutely. You know, do Chad, do we... You and I come to church because it makes us... Well, that, that may be... Because it does make me feel good because I'm... According as, as far as I understand it, I'm serving the Lord His way. Mm-hmm. So that does make me feel good. But yeah. let's say, for example, you know, you know, I come here because the slide or, you know, whatever... <laughs> Yeah, the coffee hour, <laughs> you know. From the top of the building, there's this long slide. I love to slide down I'm it. I'm telling you, know? you. yeah. But, <laughs> but if that's the reason why we go, rather than, well, the, the preacher is preaching sound words. He's preaching from the Bible. Yeah. That's why you should go. I've heard you people know? say about us, you know, those folks really study the Bible. Yeah. I like going there. and that should That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Let's study the Bible. That's why we're here. Let's study the Bible. Worship God the way that He's commanded us to. That's right. Some people don't even know there's a a, 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 a first, second, order, and third order, John. order of worship. <laughs> yeah, or a, a five points to worship. Yeah, some people don't know that that That's we've right. been commanded on what to do in our worship. There's yeah. five points, and when to do it, and when to do it. First day of the week. Yeah, we have folks that um, go on Saturday, which is the seventh day. Of the week, it's actually the Saturday is the was the Sabbath day uh-huh. in the Old Testament. Yeah. Well, we don't serve God on the Sabbath day, Mm-mm. and it was because God 
created the world in seven days or six days, and on the seventh day he rested. Mm-hmm. So he hallowed the seventh day and made it holy, which is Saturday. Which is Saturday. Yeah. Well, when Christ came along, mm-hmm. he died and resurrected on the first day of the week, and so. Mm-hmm. Now we gather on the first day of the week. First day of the week. To that celebrate was, Christ. And that was the example given in the New Testament. That's right. First day of the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people call Sunday the Sabbath. I don't know why. No. But it's not the Sabbath. Yep. It's the first day of the week. Um, but anyway, that so just pay attention. Trying, yeah. If you go, wherever you go, just ask a question. Maybe there's something that you didn't realize, you didn't think about. That's right. Oh, hey. Does, what does the Bible say about this practice? I don't know what it is. I'm not. I'm not trying to judge anyone. I'm just saying, be careful. Uh, pay attention. What's going on? Yeah. The, well, what, what does the Bible say study about your what Bible. we're doing? Yeah. First and foremost, study your Bible. Mm-hmm. And when you study, you'll come to the truth. I've gone. Just another example. Um, I've gone to funerals on a Thursday, and they've served the Lord's Supper for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, oh, oh, that was so great. They loved the Lord's Supper when they, you know, so they this would honor them because we're going to do the Lord's Supper. Go did, read the example. Where did Christ say that was okay? Yeah, the yeah. first day of the week when you come together. Yeah. Remember me on the first day of the week. Yep. Not Saturday, not Thursday, not Wednesday. The first Sunday. day of the week. That's Sunday. Right. And so, you know, when something like that happens and they're like, oh, this would be a great idea if we would just do this, go, wait, is there an example in the Bible of that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Back it up. You know? That's right. That's all you got to do. Don't. It's not what I say, what you say. What does God's word say? That's right. And we always say that because that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. And this leads us directly into the next point. Christ, Excellent. Christ church doesn't change. Uh-uh. How beautiful is that? It doesn't change. Yeah. Isaiah 40. Well, uh, you know what? Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. I got Matthew 24 looked up already. Okay, then I'll have you read that next. So, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, 24 and 25. 1 Peter chapter 1, 24 and 25 is actually quoting Isaiah 40, uh, verse 6 through 8. So... Starting in verse 24, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flowers of the grass. The grass withers, and its flowers falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So the word of the Lord endures forever. It does not change. Go ahead and read Matthew 24, 35. Okay, Matthew 24, uh, 35 is similar. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Yeah, it says the exact same thing, and actually in Luke 21, 33. Mm-hmm. So, but notice how it says heaven and earth will pass away. The, the illustration behind that is he's actually saying things will change mm-hmm. throughout this life. As chat 30 years ago, we didn't have the World Wide Web at our fingertips in our pocket yeah. everywhere we go, pocket right? Pocket computers. Pocket computers. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have that even 20 years ago, I don't think. Yeah. Right? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's been about, you know, for a... I know in high school I didn't have it. No, put it for that a way. phone that um, look had the internet, we're going back about 12, 14 years probably. Okay. So 
you know, 15 years, say 20 years ago. Probably about 2010. If you said that you would have the internet at the tips of your fingers wherever you go, mm-hmm. you might call me crazy. That's right. You and know, and you'd be the internet. You mean the interstate? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and like my, my mom, fun enough, she would always say, uh, "Is it on the line?" Yeah, on the line. <laughs> hey, makes you know, sense to me. It, it does. But so, even in the past twenty years, we have witnessed how much things have changed. Well, and if you've never heard this verse. You know, my words will by no means pass away. If you've never heard the verses we're pointing out to you, mm-hmm. there may be a problem yeah. with how you worship. Well, Second Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved. That's right. And so all I'm saying is back it up. Back it up with God's word. That's right. Whatever you do, back it up. Yeah. That should make sense to the computer age now. It, yeah. Is it a good idea to back up your computer? Right. Yes, absolutely. Man, I can't tell you how many lessons I've lost because I didn't back it up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's why everything I do is on a cloud-based. Yeah. Although, how safe is that? I don't know. Uh, who knows this cloud serving server storage place could catch on fire and there goes my files. I don't know. Yeah. But back it up. And and more importantly, back up your worship and what you're doing to be a Christian. To be in God's church with God's word. Back it up. Yeah. If, if you want to be a part of the church that Christ established, you should be the exact same church, the exact same as the first century church. Mm-hmm. The church that we read about in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. The church should be just like that. Yeah. That is the church that Christ established, and that's the church that Christ shed his blood for. And so... Because as it also says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. He will never change. His word will never change. And so that's why... Why would God say that if tons of people have changed the word today? Because they don't read his word. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's the only uh, excuse I can come up with. And so that's that's something that we do see today. You know, somebody... Something happens, right, where, well, I don't want to conform to what Christ is saying here, so I'm going to kind of go off. I like, I like verse 9. And, Can I read verse 9 of that? Of Hebrews 13? Yeah, Hebrews 13, 8. Yeah, read 8 and 9, so keep it in the context. Okay. So, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away. Um, do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. So don't be carried away. Yeah. And it can happen so easily. By various doctrines. Various doctrines. Um, strange doctrines. Strange doctrines, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ties so beautifully with Galatians 1. But before we turn there... The reason why I wanted you to read 8, it talks about how Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So don't get carried away with various doctrines. Yeah. Yeah. Always go right back to what he says. You know, and that's, how scary would it be if the word of the Lord changed and we didn't get the memo? Mm -hmm. How scary would that be? Mm -hmm. We would be lost forever because we didn't get (laughs) the new way of serving him. That's scary. (laughs) I've seen... uh... I brought up one last week, but I I love um, Noah jokes. I've seen uh, 
the the like the unicorns there's they're standing there and the and it starts raining and the the arc's all sealed up and he's, they're like was that today no one told us you know was that today <laughs> that's why they're extinct you know and but the that's thing funny. is god's word is complete sufficient yeah what's the verse i don't know it's, a, it's sufficient for every good work Oh, it's complete. Second Timothy three. There you go. Sixteen, seventeen. Okay. All Scripture is given, given by, by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, mm-hmm. that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped for every thoroughly good work. equipped for thoroughly every good equipped. work. And, and we're so, thoroughly equipped here. That's we right. We have everything we need. That's right. And so, turn over to Galatians one. With that in mind, Galatians one. Um. Keep everything into context, because context is key, right? Mm. We'll back up to verse 6 and read through 10. This is Paul speaking to the churches of Galatia. So it's not just, when when I say the churches, there's separate, not separate, there's local congregations, yeah, congregations. all throughout the different region of Galatians. So do, different groups of Christians, but all under the, the one body of Christ. So starting in verse 6 of Galatians 1, it says, I marvel that you are turned away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, the we there is the apostles. Yeah. So in the context, he's saying we as the apostles, even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I seek to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But notice in 8 and 9, if we are an angel from heaven, give you another gospel. Mm-hmm. So he says in verse 6, a different gospel. And then in 7, he, he clarifies. He says it's actually not another. It's just some want to pervert it. It's a perverted gospel. So even if it, they pervert the gospel, you know, going back to Second uh, Peter 3, uh, 15 and 16 there, you know, they pervert it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, by perverting it, they make it a different gospel. Did we read Deuteronomy 4? We did, didn't we? We oh, did, yeah. 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 That, Do not that, add to or take away yeah, from. It, it cross-references to verse 9 here. Oh, sweet. Deuteronomy 4. Yeah. And so, do not um, do not allow anyone to change it. Oh, I think it's too... Just, I put myself... I always, You know me, I like to put myself in their shoes. Yeah. He says, even if an angel... Now, Dave... An angel from heaven. If an angel from heaven showed up to me... <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I mean, that'd be crazy, okay? First John 4, 1, test the Spirit to see whether they are of God or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, that's not going to happen. Angel from heaven's not going to come, okay? But the point is, if it did, okay, and we're most likely going to be confronted by another person. Yeah. Okay? This other gospel is going to come from a person. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't trust that. Neither should we trust, even if that person was an angel from heaven, because it's not in God's word. That's right. That's how important it is. 
and they really he really emphasizes it here an angel from heaven yeah even if it was that it's still not going to be true because they said this there's nothing ever going to change from this because god doesn't change Mm-mm. now yeah. here's here's another thing that helps us to understand that god doesn't change hebrews 6 18 and titus 1 2 both say it is impossible for god to lie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when he says do not add to or take away from i don't change I think- then we know for yeah. a fact that it won't because God cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Another great point to that is test the prophets. If Even if one thing that they say predict That's doesn't right. come true, they're not a true prophet. That's right. That's there's, Deuteronomy 18. There's never been an example of a prophet that said something that didn't come true. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a very strong point. Even if one prophet doesn't, or if one prophecy does not come true, mm-hmm. even one so a prophet of God has to be correct 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And these are, the prophecies from God are very specific. Yeah, You know, like um, some people say, well, something bad's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. That's not a prophecy. No. I can predict that. Sure. <laughs> I could tell you the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man, you, you're a prophet. <laughs> You know, another funny thing... But um, knowing our luck, God's going to come back in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think one that's funny is um, the uh, Back to the Future mov- movies. There's three movies, okay? Yeah. We should be on flying skateboards right now, okay? Yeah. Hoverboards. Yeah, that's right. Man, that'd be nice. And, and those flying cars, you know, the Jetsons, right? Yeah. <laughs> we should be flying... We have those hover cars or flying cars, you know. That's um, right, because that was like the year 2020, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. So but that, that didn't that come true. That was the worst year ever, so by the way. Those guys were not, clearly were not prophets. <laughs> were not okay? prophets. They were strictly guessing on that you know, one. We can laugh about that. You know, it's funny, but it sure didn't come to be like they said it was going to, did it? That's right. And and the same with prophets. There's been lots of pro- prophets, proclaimed prophets today, that have said the world's going to end or something like that. Yeah. And it doesn't come true. I remember one that was back in like 2002. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. not trying to, to pick on any certain group or anything, but it was 2020. Mm-hmm. 20, 2002. <laughs> 2002. And uh, there's actually, I, I 20 heard. 20 years ago. Yep. I heard people actually, um, they would buy a car or something like that. And they weren't making their payments because yeah. they thought they were gonna, yeah. the world was going to end. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of paying? I think that happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the thing is, you know, we have to be very careful. That's right. About trusting someone that says, well, we just can't do it. It says right here, don't trust anyone who says anything different than this Bible. Yeah. And, and that's basically the fact of the matter. That's right. And I... I want to say Mark 13, but I could be wrong. Um, can you hear me flipping my Bible here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got the dead silence. Yeah. This uh, is real. This is this is real. This is legit, guys. Uh, a real study. We do our best to, to keep talking here, but uh, sometimes we go down these rabbit trails. and or Maybe it's 12, 13. Uh, nope, not there either. I guess another uh, one good to bring up, too, you've got here is Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Yeah. Yeah, turn there. 
Yeah, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. While you're looking for your deal, I can read that for us. Yeah, go ahead. Um, while we're waiting here. Because this, this is a good verse. And basically, this this talks about our unity that we should have with one another. Oh, before we go there. Okay. Just to, to tie in what we're talking about, when people try to proclaim the end of time, here's what the Bible says about it. Okay. Mark 13, 32. Well, you found it. You yeah, found it. 32. So I was 20 verses off. Uh, speaking of the end of time, it says, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Mm-hmm. So not even Jesus knows that time. Only the Father knows that time. Yeah. So when man tries to predict that time, they're trying to say that God is a liar. Because God right oh, here man, yeah. says yeah. no one but the Father know. knows. We don't so, know. So just again, let's just turn back to Scripture. You know, as we're we're commanded in 1 John 4, 1, as I kind of mentioned to, to Chad, test the Spirit to see whether they are of God or not. Mm-hmm. Now, the Spirit could come in the form of an angel, as it says in Galatians, or it could just come in the form of a man. Mm-hmm. Test them. Yep. Test what they're saying up against the Word of God. Yeah, you have to. Anytime when you go to church, a lot of times you'll have somebody stand up there and, and preach a sermon. Sure. Test them. Yeah. See if what they're saying is, is from God. That's right. Chad, how many times do I get up there and in my lesson and say, it doesn't matter what I believe? Oh, yeah. I think I've said it maybe it's once or twice, right? It's what the Bible says. We, we say it all the time on here. It's not what I say. Yeah. It's what God's Word says, it, and we it, can't argue with God. That's right. And I want and I encourage people to take notes, to go home, to study themselves approved unto God. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say something contrary to the Word of God, I want to be right. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to preach my think so. And in fact, a lot of times in my prayers, I'll, I'll mention something along the lines of, I don't want them to hear my words, but rather I want them to hear the words of God coming from me. Yeah. You know, it, because I cannot save. Acts 4.12, nor is there salvation in any other, for mm-hmm. there is no other name under under heaven given among men by which we must be mm-hmm. saved. Yeah. Only Jesus Christ, only His words can save us. And His words say, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels, n- nor the Son, but the Father only. Mm-hmm. We don't know when that time is going to no, when don't. the end time is going to come. We don't know that day. Mm-hmm. That's why we always need to be ready. It, Chad, maybe we won't even be able to finish this podcast. Yeah, we, we don't, know. don't know, and we only got what? How many minutes? Five left? minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> six minutes. Finish. Six minutes. You know, or by the time you listen to this, maybe you won't get to the end because the Lord's coming back. We yeah, don't know. We don't know. Like a thief in the night. Like a thief and in the night. And you're never ready for a thief. That's right. I want to read John one three. Yeah. Because this just kind of goes, just kind of get some scripture here. Because this is this is the apostles talking about, it says, uh, having fellowship with the Lord. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That's our fellowship. You know? Yeah. And uh, we have examples like Paul. Paul said, um, imitate me because I imitate Christ. That I, I uh, was that first John or John? This is first John, yeah. So, first John, no, uh, yeah, first John chapter one, verse three, right? Yeah, that's what I just read. So, 
because I, I think you said John, but first John. Yeah, first John. Sorry, first no, John. That's okay. Um, but I'm glad you actually read that because he's talking about you know fellowship with us, but truly our fellowship is, is with the Father and the Son. That's right. That's the kind of fellowship we are to seek. Mm-hmm. As we seek to have fellowship with one another, we also need to be in line with the Word of God so we have fellowship with Him. Yeah. If if us seeking fellowship with one another separates our fellowship with God, we can't have that. Yeah. We're seeking to have fellowship with one another and with God, not separate from God. And the only way that we can continue or maintain our fellowship with the Father and with the Son is sticking only to the Word of God, not adding to it, not taking away from it, and not changing. You know, I've I, I've heard people tell me, well, as time changes, we need to change the Word to fit the people. No. Yeah. That, that's an impossibility. Because, again, God says He doesn't change, so... Well, and I love the letters that Paul wrote. Where was Paul? He was he was in prison. Prison a lot of times, yeah. Why? For the Lord. That's right. For the Lord. Because they 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 prisoned they put him in prison because of what he was doing. Yeah. What he was teaching. And that's that's why I love how he encourages us from that position in this Ephesians four, you know. That's right. Ephesians four, one through six. I I don't think you read it actually. No, I didn't. I'm was I'm gonna. Okay, yeah. So I'll go <laughs> ahead and start. Uh Ephesians four uh one through six. And and just 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 picture Paul being locked up in prison. Okay, he says, "I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling, which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called, in one hope of your calling." One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Yeah. What does that sound like? There's only one way There's to There's only one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, boy, that's powerful. You got that right. <laughs> you know, he's telling us, hey, there's only one. Watch out for all these other fakes, you know? Yeah. They're, they're not following... God's word perfectly. You've mentioned before, there's a little bit of truth in everything. Yeah. You can't settle with that. That's there, right. There can't be a little bit of truth and, and then a bunch of things that didn't come from God. We have to work very hard to have one body, one spirit, um, um, just as you were called in the hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And one, one hope God of your calling. And Father of all. Yeah, who is above all. Now, another thing too. Called. Who's called? Everyone. <laughs> yeah. There's no one left out. I don't care what kind of sin you've tangled yourself in. There's still opportunity as long as you have breath of life. That's right. To become a Christian and be forgiven of those sins. Yeah. There's, it's never too late, as long as you're breathing. And and if you're going somewhere where they, they're they right on, say, eight points, but on two points they're wrong, is that okay? Well, according to James 2.10, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, 
He is guilty of all. Yeah. You're a transgressor of the law, so you are guilty of all. Yeah. You know, and so that's why we need to be diligent to seek his word. Yeah. To rightly divide it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you're going somewhere and they're doing five things right but five things wrong or even you know what, nine things right and ten and one thing wrong. That's not the whole law, is it? No. They're 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 guilty. And so that's not the church that Christ established. First Peter four eleven. Speak as if the oracles of God. That's right. You know? Yep. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And it's all to give glory to God at the end. Can you read that full verse? Um, I just wrote it down. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait. I'm close. Uh, Ecclesiastes, or no, First Peter. First Peter four eleven. Here, let me look it up here. Hold on, I'll get it. First Peter. I'll get it on my pocket computer here. <laughs> First Peter four eleven. Okay. Uh, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. So we speak as the oracles of God. If we minister, let it do it as with the abilities which God supplies. And why are we to do that? It's so that in all things God may be glorified. That is what we are seeking to do. Everything we do... We are seeking to be pleasing to the Lord. Colossians 3, 23. Uh, I don't know where Chad's going. I, I know where I'm going. He's flipping through somewhere. I am. So Colossians 3, 23. I got a good one to end on. Sweet. Uh, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is to seeking to be pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. And then what? So this is one of my favorites. Um, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Oh, that is a good one. This one actually is the, the whole duty of man. Yeah, this is partly subscribed on my brother's headstone. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, fear God and keep His commandments. It's on the back or on the front. It's on the front. And we're tomorrow's twenty years. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. Anyways, sorry, I just had to bring it up because it always reminds me. But I want to read it for you. Yeah. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. I'm going to read 14 as well. Please. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whatever good or evil. Whether good or evil. That is very powerful. Every work we have. That's right. Will be brought into judgment. Every work, um, including... Every secret thing. Do we have secret things? Oh, oh sure. Oh, man. Yeah. So, anyways. Great well, verse, because, it boy, is. it sure puts it in perspective. How careful do we have to be? That's right. Well, and, you know, the person who you are on Sunday morning needs to be the person you are Saturday night Absolutely. or Friday night when you're with your buddies, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Those are the secret things, you know? I, I've actually mentioned this a lot. You can fool everyone in the room. Yeah. But is that who you really are? Yeah. God knows. How many times... We may not, but God knows. Has somebody flown off the handle and went and killed a bunch of people, and everyone that they interview go, yeah, I never seen that in him. <laughs> That's you know? right. Well, I never seen what? that coming. We all have a secret side. Yeah. And no one knows it, except God. 
That's God right. knows it, and we're going to be judged. So that's why we should fear God and keep his commandments. Amen. That is a fantastic place to end. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, David. I've really enjoyed the the, um, the study tonight. Always. I hope you all have. Give us a share. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, that way we know you're there. Uh, and we'll be looking forward to another study, study with you next week. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week.